Hello, I'm Carrie Ann. Welcome to another service with Pastor Ray Dieter at Grace Baptist Church. Please check out our website, gbcevansville.org. There, you'll find videos of our youth and children's services, daily devotions, and other ministries our church has to offer. We invite you to join us on Sunday mornings for an in-person service where we'll practice social distancing and follow safety guidelines. Now, let's hear what Pastor Ray has to say. And no man comes by the Father but by me is my favorite, uh, but they're all great descriptive passages that tell about the personality and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And then he makes over not just in John, but throughout his ministry, over 30 I will statements. And the I will statements are promises that Jesus gives us. Some of them have been fulfilled. Well, next time we're together that I preach, uh, we, we, we'll be talking about one of those. Uh, but we have been talking, last Sunday we talked about uh, the, the power of God's presence in the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to return to that. If you were here last Sunday, you noticed the last little bit on the outline, I left that out. And that's because uh, you, you'll, that'll be clear, clear as we go along here today. Here's the passage. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide in with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Now that first prom that promise, the first part we talked about last week, was a promise to the individual. That, that if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, somehow miraculously God indwells you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. He leads you to Jesus Christ. He shows you the pathway to salvation. And then when you accept that, He doesn't walk beside you. He walks in you. And He gives you strength and power. He seals you forever. Gives you a guarantee that you're going to live with God forever in God's uh, eternal family. Now that's the first part. The second part of the power of His presence has to do with us, the body, the church. Now if you read Paul's letters, I believe it's nine times he uses the phrase, behold, I tell you a mystery. And what he means by that, when he says a mystery, it is a New Testament truth that has always been true, but is not in the Old Testament. It comes after Jesus Christ, and it reveals the fact that it is a truth that has always existed. And one of those is, he says, he talks about the mystery of the church. The, the church is made up of those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and been indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And they come together to form, catch this, the body of Christ. His body has ascended to glory, his physical body. So the only body he has on earth right now is his body, the church. And as we read this passage, Jesus is not only giving a promise to the individual, he is given a prom promise that he is going to be with us collectively through the power of the Holy Spirit in the work of the church. Uh, what we need to understand is the church is God's redemptive agent in the world. We have a purp one purpose that we fulfill in three ways, and we're going to talk about them real briefly this morning because we talk about that a lot. Uh, our purpose is found in Matthew 28. You're, you should be familiar with that. This is Jesus. 
And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. In the Old Testament, God worked through Israel. They were his chosen people. He used them for a purpose to bring about redemption. Christ came through the line of the house of David uh, and was a son of Abraham. But here Jesus says that, that he is calling out the church and it will be for all people. Paul says in the church there's neither male nor female, a Greek, which would be Gentile, which would be us, or Jew, that we are all one in Christ Jesus. And we'll get to that a little bit more as we get to the end of the sermon, the unity he brings. But he gave us that purpose, that we are to be his body on earth, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we do that. We've talked about that a lot over the last 17 years. We do that three ways. We exalt the Savior. We lift Jesus up. Our purpose is to focus on Jesus Christ. Our purpose is for people to come to understand who he was, why he came, what he did, where he is, and that he's coming again. And that is our purpose. We exalt him. He is worthy of all glory, all honor, and praise. And the amazing thing is, when you give Jesus Christ the exaltation that he deserves and you worship him and lift him up, God is glorified. God is pleased by that, that we worship and honor and glorify his son. Even the Holy Spirit, we talked about that last week, he doesn't point to himself, he points to Jesus. He said, this is the way, this is the only hope, this is the life that comes through Christ Jesus. And he points to him, not to himself, but to Jesus Christ, because it is only through him that men can come to God and receive forgiveness. No other way. We equip the saints. Do you know you're a saint? Look at a person next to you. Do they look like a saint? Huh? <laughs> By the way, I saw that, uh, I saw that uh, one of every three people in America is ugly, so if the people on either side of you are good looking, you may be in trouble. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, here, here's, here's the thing. He makes us a saint through the process of salvation. Okay? The scriptural term is His righteousness is imputed to us. We are given credit for the righteousness of Jesus. And so I've become a saint. Now, the problem in the world is that sometimes saints don't act like saints. And that's what we call hypocritical living. And it is a cancer within the body of the church when people live in that hypocritical fashion. But we are here as a purpose, as we exalt the Savior, we equip the saints. That means we teach people how to honor Jesus and worship Him. We teach people how to study God's Word. We teach people how to pray and come to the throne of grace. And we help people get ready for living world life out there. You know, it'd be, it'd be nice if all we had to do was be in here. But we have to go into the world. And the world doesn't appreciate us. And the world doesn't love us. And so we equip people to be able to live in a lost and dying world with heat, hope, and peace and joy. Uh, 
and evangelize the lost. We are to proclaim Jesus Christ till he comes again. You know, one of the things, changes we made uh, was in the food pantry several years ago. We were doing a great job of, of feeding folks, but we weren't feeding them the gospel. And so we changed the food pantry so that at, every time that it comes together, someone has a devotions and points to Jesus Christ and exalts him up. And we've seen people saved through the ministry of the food pantry because of that. We, we our purpose, our focus is to help people to Jesus. Someone was asking this morning, asking me, they'd read an article, and uh, it, it was once again calling us uh, insensitive because of our stand on homosexuality. Uh, and they asked me about that, and I said, here's the, here's the thing. If you love someone, you tell them the truth, even when the truth is hard, okay? Uh, I used to get in a lot of trouble when I was a kid. I could get in all kinds of trouble. But I learned very early on, if I'd been up to something and i come home, my dad would always know. I, I live in a little town, everybody would call and tell him, you know what Ray's been up to? And I learned very early the best thing to do was to tell him the truth. Where you been? Never lied. What'd you do? <laughs> uh, even if I knew it was going to get in trouble. I, I, here's what it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what'd you learn? You see, Christ will accept anyone who comes to Him. But we're not doing people a favor when we don't tell them that there's a need for repentance in the life of everyone. Everyone. For we are all sinners. And we're all saved by grace. And evangelism is telling the truth about Christ and His love. It is not an act of hatred. It is not an act of bigotry. It is an act of love to tell lost people the truth about Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Um, and all of this that we've talked about, the exalting, the equipping, the evangelizing, is made possible in the church because of the Holy Spirit and the individual. If you go to Acts 1, oh my goodness, I've hooked things. I think we've got it on the board here. I've got my, well, no, we don't. Well, what happened to Acts 1? Well, anyway, there it is. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is Jesus speaking right before his ascension. What does he tell him? He says, I've given you this assignment. We looked at it in Matthew 28. You're going to all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in my name, exalting, equipping, evangelizing. How are you going to do that? He says, the Holy Spirit will help you do that. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer and the life of the church to make that possible. And listen, if we're not marching under the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit, we might as well be the Elks Club, the Moose, or anybody else. Because what differentiates us from the world is who we follow. The head of the church is Jesus Christ. His messenger to us and what we do is through the Holy, power of the Holy Spirit in the life of the individual believers. Uh, here's how he works. He brings diversity in the church. If you go to 1 Corinthians 12... Verses 4 to 6. 
There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. All right? I used to work at Otis Elevator. I worked on the production line. We built elevators. When I go in somewhere like a hospital, I look up, and if it says it's an Otis Elevator, I take the stairs, because I used to build those things. <laughs> but I worked on that production line, and, and I ran a welder, okay? There was a guy down here that his job was, there were slots on the door, he would put those slots in and he'd spot weld them in. Then the next guy would take them, he'd slide them together and he'd make a weld on the top. Then they'd come to me and I'd make a weld down the side to complete the door. All right? I wasn't the spot welder. I wasn't the side welder. I, I was the finished product welder. All right? Everybody had a different job, but the door didn't get made if everybody didn't do their job. And I wasn't any, I was the finished one, the finished product. It was my welds that the inspector really looked at, but I couldn't do it if these two down here had not done their job. And you see, the amazing thing about the church is it takes every one of us, hear me, every one of us, for the church to function properly because we all have different gifts. Some of us can sing. Some of us can share the gospel. Some of us can do the hard work of fixing the boiler. God has put us in the body with these different gifts and they are different in the body, but they are all necessary to the body. Every gift is given from the Spirit. If you go back to Corinthians, there where we went, just were, were uh, and, and I'll get there. Give me a minute. It'd help if I could see, you know that? But I'm not complaining because there's people who have far worse vision than I have. Be patient. All right. Verse 11, but the one and same Spirit works all these things, disturbing to each one individually as He will. He gives to every believer a gift, at least one. And He chooses what gift He's going to give you. I've told the story here many times, but it's one of my, my favorites is He gives us those gifts. He gives us the ability to use that gift that is a gift from the Spirit. My friend Carol Fowler was a great preacher. He had knee surgery, had a blood clot, and, and tragically went home to be with the Lord. But I used to love to hear Carol pre preach. He was state director of evangelism. And Carol would tell the story that he was the son of a preacher, had an uncle that was a preacher, had a nephew later that was a great preacher here in Indiana. He stuttered very, very bad. He, 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 he couldn't put a sentence together. And one night in revival, he felt called to preach. And he came to the altar. And his dad down, came down and he knew Carol was saved and baptized. He was a teenager. And he said to him, Carol, why do you come? He said, God is calling me to preach. His dad said, oh no, Carol, I don't think that's right. You go back and sit down. 
He's still under conviction. He came a second time. So, his dad asked him why he was there. He told him the same thing in the halting, stuttering voice. His, God, his dad again said, Carol, that, I don't think that's right. You go sit down. He went back and sat down, and the conviction got worse. And he came to the altar, and he knelt down. And his dad says, what is it, Carol? And he looked up, and he said, God has called me to preach. And he never, ever stuttered again. Here's the deal. If God calls you to do something, he'll give you the gift to do it. Don't say, Lord, I can't do that. That's why he called you. He wants you to be endued with the gift from him. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. If he calls people to do things that have tremendous amounts of talent, how does he get the glory? But when he calls the Carol Fowlers of the world, he gets the glory and the honor. It, every member has a gift, and every gift is important. If we go back to Corinthians, the 14th verse. I have got my markers in strange places today. There it is. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? See, the problem is, we all look at other people who are doing things and they get glory and honor, and we want to be that, we want to be that guy. I want that gift, God, come on. How come I can't get up there and sing a beautiful song and everybody go, wow. When I sing, people go, wow, but it's not because it's beautiful, you know. <laughs> You need to learn, like Paul, to be content in the state that you're in. And whatever God called you to do, give him glory for that and say, God, I counted it all joy and I counted a privilege to be able to use my talent to bring you glory and bring you honor and bring you praise. Every gift is important. Everyone. You know, we couldn't, I love the choir. Didn't they do a great job this morning? If everybody was in the choir, who would listen? What good would it do? I, if, here a while back we used to have a, for a while we had a TV camera and I was on the screens and people made, distracted people because it was obvious how I was gaining weight and everything. But I wish we had that camera some Sunday to put it on Angela. I wish you'd seen her this morning. She was worshiping God and glorifying God and just singing along as she's playing and just, just blessing everybody that was listening. But there's not room at that piano for all of us. You know? So, so we're not all called to be the piano player. You understand what I'm saying? And if what you do, listen... I am convinced, our great Adrian Rogers talked about this one time, I'm convinced when you get to heaven, there's going to be Billy Graham, there's going to be Adrian Rogers, there's going to be a lot of people we know. Uh, but the amazing thing, we're going to go and we'll be talking to somebody in heaven and say, well, who's that over there? Well, he was a janitor in his little church in the country. They only ran 40. 
And for 30 years, he kept the church clean. And when the Lord's Supper was ready, he cleaned up afterwards. And when the snow came, he came and shoveled the snow before anybody got there. He made sure the windows were polished. Nobody down there noticed him. But look at everybody here. Paul's talking to him. You understand? Our reward is not here. It's there. And there's not a thing you do here for God that you do in the sincerity of the heart that He doesn't know and appreciate and will recognize when you get there. I, I, here's the thing. If you do the things you do within the body of Christ for the praise of man, that's all you're going to ever get. So be satisfied with the praise of man. We do what we do to exalt the Savior, not to bring attention to ourselves. And every gift is important. So use it. The, whole, the Holy Spirit unifies the church. We've been talking about diversity and differences. And the amazing thing is he brings unity in the midst of diversity. Uh, sometimes we see that in life. Our youngest son and his wife were in youth together. And I have sent several pictures. Our church took a trip to Washington, D.C. He's on one end of the picture. She's on the other. Our church took, the youth took a trip to Glorietta. He's on one end of the picture. She's on the other. You never met two more different people in all your life. Man, he's a coon dog hunter. Uh, Fisherman, outdoorsman, volunteer fireman. Uh, she's a musician, very thoughtful, uh, very quiet. And my mother said to my niece, who's the same age as Cher, our daughter-in-law, why don't you get Andy and Cher together? And my niece said, oh, Grandma, this will never work. They are totally opposites. And my mother said, that's why it'll work. And they came together, and the Scripture says they became one and have a glorious message, and I'm bragging, and I'm sorry about that. But you, do, do you understand what I'm saying here? As the church grows and is, develops in what it's doing, it needs the diversity within it. But in the midst of that is diversity. That diversity is unity because of purpose. All right? Our purpose is not to give away food. It's to share the gospel. Our purpose is not to sing something that's entertaining, but sing something that is inspirational to the body of Christ and those who believe. And, and so the unity is made possible. I'm going to find this, Corinthians, yet. Yeah. Uh, the unity is made possible because of the fact that we are all saved in the same fashion. Uh, here, here, here's the thing, 12.3. Uh, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Listen, everybody's saved the same way. 
okay? Uh, you admit you're a sinner. That's hard to do, but we all are. And in admitting you're a sinner, you are repenting of that sin and saying, I have been wrong and I don't want to be wrong anymore. You believe in Christ Jesus, that He died on the cross for your sins, and you confess Him as Lord and say, Lord, I turn my life over to You. Everybody in here was saved. We got different testimonies, all right? You may have had a rough life. You may have grown up in church. You may have been saved when you were 10. You may have been saved when you were 80. It, <clears throat> the, the, the background is different, but the process is all the same. We are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of that, there is an underlying unity in the midst of the diversity and the differences because we are built upon the same rock. We have the same foundation. What did he say to Peter? He said, on this truth, I'll build my church. When Peter says, thou art to Christ. And, and so, we are all a part of the body of the church and, 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 and we are interdependent. If you look back to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 12 to 13, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For one by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. He said, look, you come out of different backgrounds, but you became one in the family of God. There's a unity there despite the diversity. Uh, and in the midst of that unity is great strength uh, and, and, and a great interde interdependence. If you look at verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. We have a long prayer list. A lot of shut-ins. Folks on their physical, emotional, spiritual, financial needs. Uh, and we put that list out to remind us that we are one together in the Lord. And if someone is suffering in the Spirit, we all suffer with them. If someone is glorified and honored, we are all glorified and honored and celebrate with them in the body of Christ. Uh, and Paul, as he writes to the church at Corinth, it was a church that was greatly divided, rich and poor, uh, Gentile and Jew. He, there were divisions in that church, and he, he was pleading with them, he was begging with them. He said, we don't need this stuff. We are one. Let's act like we are one. Uh, listen, I... I I've been in some Baptist business meetings that were interesting. Uh, I, I, you know, I, and I, I, I've sat there sometimes amazed and thought, uh, wait a minute, what are these people talking about? You know, uh, that kind of thing should not exist within the church. We might have differences of opinion, but we come together when we make a decision in a unified sense and a unified spirit. If somebody offends me in the body of Christ, I try to let it roll right off. Sometimes that's hard. Uh, sometimes people say things that, 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 that hurt and cut deep. But if they're my brother and sister in Christ, I, it is my obligation to forgive them and move on. 
not to hold a grudge, not to get even, not to be mad, not to sit home and pout. Just move on. Listen, uh, if someone has done something that hurt you, I would almost guarantee you that you have done something that hurt somebody somewhere in your life. And if we are truly one in the body of Christ, we learn to overlook those things and move on. Now, I'm not talking about glaring sin here. If there's glaring sin within the body, it needs to be dealt with, dealt with and that's why you have ordained leadership. Uh, sometimes that is not easy, but sometimes it needs to be done. Uh, had a deacon one time ask me about something, and he said just three words, five words. You were wrong, weren't you? And I realized he was right, I was wrong. And uh, I made a change. It took a lot of courage for him to say that. But he was convicted of the Spirit. It, and we are one in the Spirit. Uh, Paul in Ephesians compares that uh, to the body of Christ. He, he talks about uh, husbands and wives, and he's talking about that. But in, in that fourth chapter, not the fifth chapter, in the fourth chapter, he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. What, what's he saying there? He said, you within the body of Christ can grieve the Holy Spirit if you don't act like part of the body of Christ. He lists those things, anger, clamor, bitterness, wrath, evil speaking. He says, put those things away because you are one in Christ Jesus. And focus on that, forgiving one another in God as Christ forgave you. Uh, listen, I, I had to, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen I, I managed Little League for a, many years. Had, uh, on the team we were playing, had two brothers. One was pitching, the other was catching. The guy pitching was wearing out and he couldn't throw a strike for anything. And his brother stood up and he said, I'm showing you the target, throw a strike. The next one went in the dirt. He stood up, he walked went halfway to the mound. He said, listen, stupid. He said, all you got to do is throw it to my mitt. He gets down, he throws it, it's high. The one that's catching charges the pitcher's mound, and they're on the same team. It's his brother, and they're in a fight on the pitcher's mound. Okay? I'm the nearest coach. So I ran out to break it up. I said, get here, get here, get here. And both of them kicked me in the knee. <laughs> They were unified because of the outside force. They didn't, they didn't like the outside force that was coming in there. The, 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 the division was among themselves. Uh, listen, uh, we don't always get along. We don't always see to eye, eye to eye, but we need to work those things out ourselves within the body of Christ uh, and move forward uh, in Him and Him alone. 
Listen, it's a great promise when he said, I'll send the comforter. I'll send power. I'll send strength. And he did that in the life of the believer so that we could come together as the body, the church. And so that in so doing, we can see people come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We can see people who mature in the faith as they move closer and closer to who Jesus would have them be. It is all the work of the marvelous work and the glory of the gift he gave us that he promised. He said, I will pray the Father and he will send the helper to you and he will give you power that the world doesn't understand. Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful for that power that brings peace and joy and hope. Thanks again for joining us for another service with Grace Baptist Church. Connect with us using the social media links on our website, gbcevansville.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week.